Uh, some useless facts that you may not know about me. I am a, I'm a vicar's daughter. And uh, although in the nine o'clock service, I still couldn't quite remember the bits where you stood up and sat down. And uh, so it was quite a comical first ten minutes. But I think they forgave me. Um, and uh, one of my earliest, earliest memories is I was born in Zimbabwe, and one of my earliest memories is exactly what Anthea was trying to rescue Silas from her fa- his father. And I remember being a sort of midway through the congregation, and um, my father wore a, was, is actually quite a large man. He's quite a tall guy. And he'd come sweeping in his cassock down the middle of the aisle and then pick me up with one arm on the way through to my mother's relief at the end of the service because I spent the whole service going, Daddy, Daddy. Daddy. <clears throat> Anthea, I feel your pain if she is still here and has not departed already. You know, this morning I'm speaking on these two scriptures which we've read, one from Deuteronomy and one from 1 Corinthians, and I'm speaking very selfishly because these are two scriptures that I feel God has spoken to us really clearly over the last few years working in Zimbabwe. And... Um, <clears throat> I have a four-point sermon. For the nine o'clock, I had a three-point sermon, but apparently you can handle an extra point (laughs) for the 20 minutes, so um, we'll see what the Lord has to say. But um, the first area, really, that uh, spoke to me so clearly from, from, from Deuteronomy 6 is the fact that we have seen in Zim that God gives boundaries for blessing. And as we work within his boundaries, we see such incredible blessing come from it. And here in this scripture, the Lord has just given the Israelites the Ten Commandments. And uh, there's lots of laws, and you've got to do this, and you can't do this, and you have to do this, and you have to worship like this, and do this, and do that. And I bet they were thinking, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. You know, there's just so much. And here we have the Lord saying, no, 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 if you obey me, I will bless you in the land I'm leading you to. And uh, so at Family Impact, I've really prayed and I said, Lord, show me where are our areas we should obey you and what then comes from that. And so we all have to live within certain boundaries. And in Zimbabwe, we have a boundary, and his name is Robert Mugabe. And uh, he's very good with boundaries. Uh, And (laughs) he is still our leader after 33 years, and we're going into an election year, and I don't know what the Lord's going to do but the Lord is in control of Zimbabwe, no matter what we think. And um, praying for our leaders is an amazing blessing and privilege that we have, whoever they may be. And uh, we have to work with government and with government ministers. And uh, about, I don't know, sometime this year, in the last six, eight months, I think it was the end of last year, we invited the police for lunch. And uh, I remember saying to my staff, I remember going, you guys are crazy because I spent six years avoiding working with government, and they were like, no, Lynn, this is a really good idea. If we want to see things really grow, we have to have lunch with the police. So we invited 60 policemen. And you could see the rest of the staff kind of in the office, kind of looking through, going, oh, my gosh. And the police all came in for lunch. And, you know, and they said, this is the first time anyone has ever, ever invited us for lunch. Such an amazing time. And since that period of time, we've had such favor from the police, from government ministries who won't let any other organization work in certain rural areas, they will let us. Because we said, we just want to bless you and have lunch and we want to explain what we're doing and you're happy, you can look at our budgets. 
You can look it through our office. Um, I had them sitting in my office. I was like, so I'm going to get arrested before we even get to pudding. But um, God's gracious. And it leads me to a story. There was a gentleman called Liam. I don't know if he's here. But two years ago when I came to share what we were doing, he's over there. Someone's pointing down there. Hi, Liam. And uh, Liam was really incredible a few years ago, and he had a word from the Lord for me. I don't know how many of you will remember that. And one of the things that he spoke of is the Lord was saying that we will give you favor. The Lord will give you favor and you will have favor. And this is what we've seen. And we've worked within what the Lord is saying that we should do. We've had favor and it's been incredible. So the Lord is faithful to answer that and and he has shown himself true in it. The second part of this scripture um, talks about loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And I've seen this so powerfully in the work that we've been doing. You know, if we love God, he does everything else. Quite often we think that we must do it all, but actually he does it. And he said, you know, Lynn, just love me and I will do everything else. And um, it gives you such courage. The second part of that scripture says wholeheartedly. Love him wholeheartedly. Keep the commands wholeheartedly. And one of my favorite... um, people in the Bible is Caleb. I love Caleb. He is such an amazing dude. I mean, he is a dude. I don't care. He might have been old, but he was a dude in my book. And Caleb was one of the two people. Remember Caleb and Joshua? We're just going to revert back to Sunday school now. Caleb and Joshua were the guys who came back when they went to scout the land and said, no, we can take it. And the other 10 went, not not a chance. We're going to get annihilated. This is not a good idea. Anyway, Caleb waited 40 years, went into the promised land, and he approached Joshua later after they'd started to take the the, the promised land. And all of the scriptures that relate to Caleb say he served and loved the Lord wholeheartedly. He was 85 years old when he said to Joshua, I am as strong now as I was then. Allow me to take the hill country the Lord has promised to me. So Joshua was like, do it, go for it. And he did, and he was one of the only people who fulfilled everything that the God had promised him, even at 85. And so as we love the Lord our God wholeheartedly, it gives us such courage. And I think some people think, you know, Lynn, what are you doing in Zimbabwe? I was born there, but um, I went to university here in the UK, which is why I have such a funny accent. And uh, I was at Nottingham Trent, and then I went back, and I'd been there eight years. And there were times when there was no food, no money, uh, no diesel, uh, no, uh, no fuel, no nothing, no plan, no future, when I knew that that was exactly where I was meant to be. And loving the Lord through that season was, was amazing. And he loved me back and said, Lynn, I will give you wings. I don't know how many of you will remember. There used to be an advert on in the UK for Red Bull. Do you remember that? And it says, Red Bull gives you wings. And uh, actually, it's wrong. (laughs) I tried through many exam periods. It does not give you wings. The third point from this section of scripture is, talks about telling your children. And it talks about sharing with your children this incredible promise. Sharing with the children, your children, the commands that the Lord has given. About within your home, talking about stories, talking easily about the Lord, sharing what he has done. 
Um, I love a story back, uh, it must be about 200 years old, of a lady who had nine children and clearly didn't have much space to spend any time with the Lord by herself. And uh, her, one of her eldest sons became a very famous pastor and tells a story of how she used to sit at the dining room table with her apron over her head. And if she had her apron over her head, you did not mess with her because mom was praying. Mom was praying. And I often tell that story at home in Zimbabwe. You know, guys are like, no, we're too overwhelmed. The, the kids are small. You know, we've got to walk for water. We've got to do this. We've got to do that, do the other. And I said, you know what? Put your apron over your head. And in those few minutes, talk to the Lord. And then share with your family and with your children. And that, we've seen that so much in Zim, is giving encouragement to widows and people who raise children who are not their own to say, do you know what? The Lord gives you strength. And as you love him, he will help you as you raise your kids. We all play different roles in the body. And a lot of us think that this is a sort of a very obvious thing in the, in the New Testament in 1 Corinthians. And, and Paul talks about it in a number of different places. He talks about it in Romans. Um, it's also talked about in Ephesians that we all play a part in the body. And I always thought, yeah, 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 of course you do. You know, everyone plays their parts. Nice little analogy. And uh, I've really seen it in the team that we have in Zim. And um, you saw a couple on the, on, the, on the front there, Winston and Susan Yamanyaro. Anyway, the story goes that we were in, they were in the northern part of Zimbabwe running the marriage course, which has been introduced. And we call it Marriage Course 101. Anyway, they're up there. And uh, as in England, you have counties isn't it? And then you, the counties are split down and, and whatever. Anyway, in Zim, we also have a kind of county system. Uh, and then we have ward level and villages and that kind of thing. Anyway, the chief of that particular area is actually quite a powerful man, and he has a wife. Anyway, he makes it to the first part of the marriage course, and then he stops coming. And so Susan, went to, Susan and Winston went to see him and said, you know, what happened? And he said, no, my wife has run away. So you're like, this is a bit... Okay, so why has your wife run away? And uh, so they send another member of the team to go find the wife to bring her back. Because he's like, no, go find my wife, bring her back. Anyway, bring the wife back, and they talk. And um, so they say to the wife, you know, why are you running away? We're like, what happened? And she was like, he drinks so much, I can't live with this man. And so they say to him, why are you drinking so much? And he says, if you had to live with this woman... You would drink so much also. A true story, hey? Absolutely true story. <coughs> anyway, they're talking with one another and, and come to a place to see real reconciliation in that marriage. And uh, what Winston and Susan did that day with the Lord's help in that village in the middle of nowhere transformed that community. And I would have been useless at it. They played their part in the body, and they did such an amazing job. And we've had such favor in that area as they've seen reconciliation on this marriage. My favorite part of 1 Corinthians 12 is in verse 18. But God made our bodies with many parts, and he has put each part just where he wants it. I think sometimes people think, oh, Lynn, you know, living in Zimbabwe must be glamorous and exciting and sunshine 250 days of the year. And it is great to have sunshine, and I am freezing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll be fine. And um, yet, that's my part of the body. 
That's my role. And actually, I can't do what God has called me to do there without you. And in some ways, you're not fulfilled if I don't fulfill my part of the body. And it's very easy to look over the fence and say, yeah, but I'd much rather be a foot. And I quite like that foot, so can I not have that one? And when God's saying, no, no, you're an ear, just be an ear. We had a a conference last week in Kenya, two weeks ago, and uh, the whole week I was the pancreas. (laughs) It's not a very glamorous part of the body, but it, it rooted to me, Lynn, you're a part of the body, just play your role. So my challenge this morning is, whatever part the Lord has laid on your heart to play here at St. Michael's, play it with all your heart, because the rest of us need you to do it with energy, to do it because you love the Lord your God, to do it wholeheartedly. And actually, we all experience real favor from the Lord when we do that. And so I want to thank you so much for the work that we've been doing and for your prayers and your support. You may not think praying is very powerful, but praying is the most powerful thing that breaks down strongholds and that opens up the way for the Lord to work. Over the course of this year, as I said earlier, we will, we will speak to 76,000 kids. We'll work in 70 different churches in different parts of the nation. And we won't do it without prayer and without support, so thank you. I would love to pray for you, if I can. Humbly, from, from, from a Zimbabwean to, to my fellow members of the body, So I'd love you just to bow your heads and just say, Lord, let me hear you. Let me hear what the Spirit is saying. Jesus, we thank you that you call us to serve you, to love you wholeheartedly with all our mind, our soul, our spirit. I want to thank you, Lord, for an incredible opportunity to be here in this place today. And I ask, Father, that you would encourage the saints this morning, that, Lord, that they would say, wow, there is a part for me. Lord, we want to thank you for this amazing building and this opportunity to bless this, your community, and that we would see great favor from you. Thank you for the favor that you've shown us in Zimbabwe and you've shown me. And I pray that I may share that blessing here. So Lord, for anyone who is feeling, I don't know how I fit and I don't know where I'm going, that Lord, that even today you would encourage them. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.